What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Useless Knowledge Podcast. I am Casey, as always, joined by Arthur. And this week, we voted... Well, we didn't vote. You guys voted for Demon Knight. Honestly, I think I said it before. I, I totally thought it was going to be Scream. Totally fine with it de- being Demon Knight, because I was meaning to rewatch that anyways. But here we are to talk. And I, I kind of wanted to go over Demon Knight with you, because that's one that, at some point, I would have loved would have loved to do a full episode on and so here we are anyways so we might as well technically it was voted by the people that they want to hear us talk about demon knight so we might as well did you see that in theaters or is that a dvd for you so and hello everyone hello world uh demon knight i actually saw because a guy that was dating one of my sisters brought over a vhs tape and he goes have you seen this i was like i don't know what this is and he goes you'll like this and then just, I mean, I was hooked. Like, this movie rules. I am such a big fan of Demon Knight. I yeah, agreed. And it was, at this point, this was my, during my VHS era, where I would just go to the coolest copy. But at the same time, the person my mom was dating at the time loved random horror movies. And so he's like, oh, Tales from the Crypt, let's go see this. I had no idea what I was getting into other than Tales from the Crypt, because I love Tales from the Crypt. And completely blown away by how good this movie was um i like i we've talked about here's my thing and this is a new thing that i'm pretty sure you knew i was going to bring up how dare you not like bordello of blood Mm -hmm. i again okay so this is just referencing some group chat that we've got and one of our buddies said okay i haven't i haven't seen that in a while how does bordello of blood hold up and to me Bordello of Blood's always been, it's okay. Uh, it just, I I saw Demon Knight first, and I wanted Demon Knight level, and I don't feel I got that. It's got some some a couple things in there that are funny. Overall story, I think, is solid. It's just, I, I, I think Dennis Miller gets a little old in it. I think, if it, uh, what's her name? Everhart, Angie Everhart is lovely. Um, so it's it's fine. There's some good gimmicks in there. I watched it like two years ago and it was still in that. OK, I saw it like I'm never I'm all right. I'll throw the I'll throw the you, this is something you can relate to recently based on your movie viewing. Mm-hmm. I'm probably out of 20 times where I want to watch a movie with John claude Van Damme kicking people on it. And if I had to choose between Bloodsport and Kickboxer. 21 of those times I'm going to pick Bloodsport because it's just the better movie. It is. I, I agree with I've that. never watched The Illusionist because I could always watch The Prestige. Same and thing. if I'm in the mood for a theatrical Tales from the Crypt movie, and I'm not saying the drop-off from Bloodsport to Kickboxer is the same here, but I'm just giving the illustration. Like, I'm never going to pick Bordello Blood maybe one more time. Maybe it'll be on the background or something. But it's just, it's if the question is, is it worth another watch... Maybe if you're interested to see how it ages, but it's not it's not in rotation. It's definitely a Tales from the Crypt movie, whereas Demon Knight just seemed like a really good horror movie that they just put Tales from the Crypt in for promoting it and everything like that. Whereas this was more like that tongue in cheek kind of stuff. Obviously, with Billy Zane in Demon Knight. I mean, Demon Knight has a lot of great has a lot of stuff to go. Yeah. Whereas, oh man, I just had it on again last night, and it's, it's so, so good. good, so good. I it's just, everything. I just rewatched it. 
Yeah, it's, it's always going to be in rotation. It's always going to be great. It's never not great. And at this see, point, that's... me, when I watch Demon Knight, I have to watch Bordello of Blood. I owned... I didn't own Demon Knight, I don't think. I think I just randomly owned Bordello of Blood. I think it was like a VHS or a, a video store was going out of business, so I bought something random, and that was what they had. And I was like, oh, I might as well. And so I just I had that on constant rotation in high school, I think, which... You know, I was in high school, so the obvious reason would be what was going on in that movie. So uh, I did always watch that. But funny you mentioned Bloodsport, too. I won't mention a name, but Jacob and I, we love that movie. Our mm-hmm. friend Jacob, our, our mutual friend Jacob. I wouldn't even say mutual friend. We're a group of friends. Um, our friend Jacob and I, we both agree Bloodsport is the Jean-Claude Van Damme. It's the best Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. I love all the other ones too, but that is the number one. And there is a, another person who shall remain incarcerated, incarcerated <laughs> for the next however long. And for some reason, he was always trying to argue with me about everything. But this was, he was like, oh no, Kickboxer is better. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, if that's your opinion, go for it. But I love Bloodsport more. It's always the one that I go to. If I'm going to pick Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, it's going to be Bloodsport. Right. And he was like, well, Jacob agrees with me on this. And in my mind, <laughs> I knew I knew he didn't because obviously that's the one thing. The, one of the first things Jacob and I bonded on was we both love Bloodsport. And so I was like, OK, dude, like I didn't realize we were in high school where you had to have more people on your side to have a right point like whatever just like the movie who cares but yeah. yes blood sport and honestly the only reason i turned on blood sport is uh i don't have cable but i turned on i have philo and the the good brothers is that what they're called in impact the um sure yeah i think so the the bullet club guys yeah. they they host uh, like a tv a badass quote-unquote action movie time and they yeah. uh they had kickboxer on yeah and so no idea I didn't know either. I how the hell I know. I don't even I didn't even know they were in Impact. So good for them that they're employed. Yeah, um, gainfully, they were in the main event of some pay per view that happened, I believe, because they kept talking about it. And it was I think it was, the pay per view was even called Hard to Kill, which I was like, oh, that's John Claude Van Damme. Okay. Yeah. Either way. So speaking <laughs> of quick Jean Claude thing, uh, if you're a fan and you miss the Amazon series. Jean-Claude Van Johnson. I mean, it's just an absolute must-watch. I it have isn't... never heard of that. Oh, my. So a couple of years ago, Amazon, whenever they revamped The Tick, there mm-hmm. was, leading into that, they had their thing where they would put out, like, 10 pilots into the world and let people vote on if they want to see more. And they had a pilot for Jean-Claude Van Johnson. And without giving too much away, it's Van Damme as himself. Um, I Clearly, we don't have this series unless we had the jcbd movie at one point Mm -hmm. um which is also terrific but this is jean-claude as himself definitely a played up to a certain ridiculous version of himself but in retirement and he comes out of retirement and retirement for van johnson which we'll learn in the first episode is he didn't just go overseas to places like hungary and stuff to make directed video movies there was other missions at play. Absolute must watch. Incredible love letter. It's only five episodes or, or maybe six. I can't remember how they have it split up. But it is a complete story. There's a tease that makes you wish there was a second season, but there's not a cliffhanger ending or anything. It's wrapped. It is a complete 
story, That's love good. letter to his career. It's amazing. I'll have um, to get to that after my lovely dive that I'm so excited about into the Children of the Corn sequels that I started last night. Yeah, because... if you want to take a quick two and a half hour break from that, go watch Jean-Claude Van Johnson. Just I'm probably saying will. it's a better use of your time. I, I I don't disagree, yet I'm it's slightly insulted too. So I I, I agree with you. Uh, another thing, <laughs> speaking of wrestling, the Rumble's coming up. Yeah. I'm not the biggest wrestling fan in the world, but the Royal Rumble always gets me excited. So I, that should be a lot of fun. It's yeah, I've, I've drifted. My my whole thing is uh, if I'm not there in person or if I'm not watching with friends. Um, I'm not very interested anymore. Gone are the days of the, all right, I'm going to watch these two DVDs of it and see what's going on. Those don't happen a lot anymore. And really, there's a lot of knocks and we don't have to get too deep into it on the E these days. But like their camera work is atrocious. It's just so overplayed. Mm -hmm. Nothing sticks, you know, down card and stuff. It's just, it's, it's not for me as much anymore. But the rumble is always a blast. And if you're looking for a reason to watch a show, put $5 into a pot with a few friends, randomize 30 numbers, and then see who wins. Like, the Rumble's a good time. I've got $2 in a Rumble pool. You know, it's more, to me, it's more fun than doing Super Bowl squares. Like, it's just, yeah. the Rumble's the Rumble's fun. It's too, it's always too long, but there's always enough, like, ebbs and flows that it's worth a watch. So, it's one that I'll hop into, uh, there's the, webpage called Cosme where you can do group watches of stuff that the uh, mutant fam has been doing for some of their movie screenings that I'm going to try to get, you know, going for the rumble. Uh, mm -hmm. It's pretty neat. Check it out. I'll send you the link. Yeah. Cause I'll, I'll be watching with the boys too. So it'll be their first. I mean, Asher watched last year, which he was excited cause he's a big uh, Keith Lee fan and Keith Lee technically Keith got Lee? put over by Brock Lesnar, which was a big moment even for me, because yep. obviously you and I, we've seen him in smallest places in the world, and now he's in the biggest stage of them all. Brock uh, Lesnar. Oh, that's a big boy. When he yes. was walking out, there's, <laughs> you could see him in the ring, and you see that, I like, Brock has a lot of knocks on him these days, but, man, when he's got, like, real reactions to stuff, and you could just mm -hmm. see his face, you know, he's already gassed and red and stuff, and just that look on his face, where he's like, oh, that's a big boy. Big I boy. love that moment. Who's this? Keith guy? Lee rules. Yeah, Keith Lee is amazing. That's I think that's easily one of my favorite wrestlers right now. I do think not to speak more of WWE. Roman Reigns gimmick is absolutely incredible. And it's the only time I've ever been interested in Roman Reigns. The ever. stuff I've seen is good. You know, the problem I, that's what I was saying without getting too far into the, like the back in my day stuff. Mm -hmm. But you need more than that sticking. You need other stuff sticking. Yep. There's been stuff after the shows with Apollo Crews that's been sticking and stuff like that. But it's like, you got to make more stuff matter. And, you know, it, to me, I'm not, I can't be the critic because I'm not watching it very often. But mm -hmm. I think you can still judge how some stuff goes by what you hear about and what you see clips of. Maybe that's unfair, but I'm not making a judgment call on it. It's just, I'm not in anymore. It's not from, it, no, I agree. There's nothing going on that'll keep me watching week to week. I tried to watch smackdown or something like that and it was yeah because jay uso came out and cut a terrible promo and i was like all right so clearly roman is the the real bread maker in this, this is why he's the head of the family or head of the table whatever they yeah call and it. that stuff's really good and really i like good. you know the head of the table thing makes a lot of sense uh, but that should definitely loop us into talking about our demon knight sequel here we go demon Knight. we got off on a long tangent on that but i did want to mention the rumble but yes yeah demon rumble weekend rumble weekend's a blast 
Yes, exactly. I'm 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 very much looking forward to watching with the boys and talking with everybody. So, but let's talk Demon Knight sequels franchises because we it's all about you know as they said in the movie that I expected to win this year. These days you gotta have a sequel. Arthur, I think you have more of this than I do, and I do. I'm gonna obviously add on a little bit in the end, but yes, go ahead, my friend. I'm opening up here. Do you yeah. want one of the funny ones first? I want. Yeah, funny one is be fine. Okay, so this one's very thin. I've got one extremely for us fleshed out idea, mm. and I'm gonna just tease that up front. But this one, I think you, uh, we reach out to as many of the uh, host actresses as possible. Yes, <laughs> and you cast them and you put them together with Jada Pinkett Smith. You still have her uh, character in it and she's you know obviously the thing that's been established is there's a person protecting the key and at some night like th for those who are listening to our episode about demon knight sequels and don't know the story on demon knight let's just refresh it real quick um there is a guy who is a mysterious traveler and he's being chased he's being chased by billy zane who is handsome and disarming uh the guy being chased shows up at this uh, old hotel of sorts, and there's a cast of characters in there, um, including good old Richard Futterman. Um, <laughs> well, I get Dick uh, Dick Miller's in there. A lot Dick of Miller. great, a lot of great uh, actors and actresses in this. It just and over the course of the night, we find out that there's a demon outside who wants to get inside and he wants to get this key from the protector of the key. And then at the end of the night, we have a new protector of the key. So without, you know, if it's, if you're listening to an episode about what will the sequel be and you're saying that's a spoiler, I'm sorry. We won't give too many intricate plot points of in there. It's way. also past the time of. I know, okay. but at the same time, somebody might say, oh, I, I should watch that. Like, that's true. You know, one of our friends today was like, oh, I still haven't seen that. And maybe he listens to the episode first. I don't know. So let's pick up with Jada Pinkett Smith. And she's our new protector, and she happens to stumble. She's she's in England, and maybe she stumbles on. I don't know what's the. Uh, do you know what the term for a bachelorette party in England is? Because for the bachelor party, it's a stag do. You it's know, a and they stag. Get it's, yeah, it might be just be called a stag. I'm not too but sure. I don't think that's what it would be for the bachelorette. But I think. You get them in there, and it's someone's bachelorette party with them as the, the group. <laughs> and I call this one Ghoul's Night Out. <laughs> <laughs> and the night spelled with the K. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like and I think I think that's your your fun sequel. And that's to let's that's gonna be the very, you know, slightly like we're going, you know, even more ridiculous with it. Like there's what I like about Demon Knight is it balances stuff really well. When it gets mm. dark, it gets dark. When it's silly, it's silly. You know, Uncle Willie drinking a long, hard one. That's all done well. When the comic book pages flip, that's cool. The uh, the Cordelia scene, you know, it's really slick. Uh, it's just, movie's awesome. Movie has I, layers. Billy it's, Zane in this movie. And I, I obviously I made jokes while I was watching about how sexy Billy Zane 100% is. Good Lord. But he was so good in this movie where oh. in it, 
not to, again, not to spoil for anybody that hasn't seen it, but the drinking scene that you just said, <laughs> when he just knew, all right, he's out. And so he's just taking his stuff off while he's still oh. drinking. He just spits the, the cigarette or the cigar out. And he's just like, all why right, did Billy cool. Zane's career stay in the 90s? I don't know, but it stays in my heart. And my heart is ever long until I die. So, because, yes, you're right. That transition from, well, what do you think, Uncle Willie? We got a long, hard one here. It's a long, hard day, you know. Mm-hmm. And just that when he just drops the facade. Yeah, he's just like, all right. Glare, oh. His glass is off. And he just knows. He's like, all right, keep drinking. And he's like, yep, you've given up your mind now. Like, all right, let's go do this kind of thing. So good. He dropped this stupid accent. He all the clothes and stuff. And he's just staring at him right in the eyes. And spits out the cigarette, and he's like, "All right, let's go." Like, I, I don't remember the exact line, but I think he just like shook his head and said, "Okay, Willie." And yeah. it's like, so good. And then with the Cordelia, oh my god, that whole thing. Which I was like, I wish he would do a cameo and just literally cut that promo to me, and I'd be like, "Oh, this is amazing." Yeah, <laughs> I do. I, Billy Zane was so good, but I do. I I like the idea of Ghoul's Night Out. Yeah, it's so, a yeah. bachelorette party. It'd be fun. It would be silly. Um, I don't know who your who your chaser would be. Um, you, when we talk about my next concept, you know, one of the problems is, what do you do when a when your best villain dies? You know, mm-hmm. you know, what I, do you do going forward? How do you match that energy? And I'll talk about that in my next idea. Um, okay. So, but I, I just one, I think the concept of the host crew just needs to make a movie every year. Me too. Uh, Two, I think they're the right age to have a someone in the party doing a bachelorette party. And, you know, three, I just think it would be a lot of fun. And you have, you know, Teddy in there, you know, as the as the round out or something, whatever. Just that's a little pandering. But the host is so fun. And I think the numbers check out when you add Jada to the group. That makes seven. Mm. Uh, why not? Uh, so that I, was what yeah. that was my fun idea. Uh, do you want to do yours? Or you want me to drop another? I think you should drop another because mine is not really much of an idea, more of like a, I mean, it's kind of an idea. So yeah, go ahead. Okay, you, well, I'm going to drop my next fun one. You do yours and then I'm going to just yeah, do the itch you in the out. teeth with my, with my real one. Yes. <laughs> so at the end of Demon Night, we see Jada Pinkett Smith, who my phone auto-corrected to Jada Pink Eye Smith, uh, <laughs> getting on to a bus. Mm-hmm. And she used the liquid inside of the key to create a little protective portal on the bus. And when she got to her next stop, there was a new uh, demon coming for her that couldn't get on the bus. And we know he's going to be following her. My idea for the next sequel is going to follow up very quickly after that. (laughs) And the idea is Demon Knight 2 Speed. (laughs) (laughs) And we have the demon chasing them in a vehicle, and they can't go lower than 55 miles per hour. It's the end of civilization. Yeah. And what I was thinking is there could be some, like, we, we up, we do up the magic in there. And like she, they've got to like pour the blood from the key into the engine, and it keeps it like hot rodding and stuff. <laughs> and so, Demon Knight Two Speed, uh, you could you could make it basically a Mad Max movie because they were out in the desert. They're out in the desert, and you could have more of those like demons chasing on different vehicles, 
And of course, like they're gonna have like rad spikes coming out of it. So it's like, like this uh, speed Mad Max motorcycle and Freddy. Did you see uh, part five of Freddy with the motorcycle where he comes out? I mean, I hate to say I don't remember that part right now because I haven't seen five in a long time. Feel the need for speed, but yeah, so it's all like Freddy Kruegered out kind of motorcycle. Yeah. But yes, just like a demoned out uh, dune buggy because it's a Mad Max de- style. Yeah, a full Mad Max chase. You know, basically just at this point rip off the whole Fury Road crew chasing after him. You know, Might like well. have that look while the bus can't drop down <laughs> and different stuff they're having to go through. This '90s bus that was already looking broken down is going to be speeding up because of the liquid of whatever that. What was the The power? The the, the power of Christ uh, propels you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you put in the engine, the power of Christ combusts you, my friend. Ooh, Uh, I do. (laughs) You know, they may not be Christians, but they're combustions. And that's how they escape. You know. And that's how they escape. Uh, but I, I don't have the ending on that one fleshed out. If someone calls, I'll work on it. <laughs> yes. Someone, but, someone could tweet us about how that would, how demon, what would, what do they call it again? The demon knight to speed. Speed. Yes. <laughs> do you have the ending for that? Let us know. Or you could have a demon knight to speed cruise control. God. <laughs> Did you ever see speed two? No. Don't. Don't ever see it. It's bad. Speed one was good. Speed two. I have one that I just came up with, actually, as you were saying it. So. It's another night. There is a keeper, as they say. I think that is what it's called. It's the keeper, right? Because it's the keeper of the key or whatever. The the key. He who yields the key blade, even though it's not a sword. (laughs) They go to a party. And it turns into the. Night of the demons, so it's just like the whole like '80s style like thing, and it's sort of like it's sort of a crossover, obviously. And that's just my little stupid, funny idea that I thought of in my head. So real quick, like think about it in like today terms. If you were to try to pull off the sequel like last April, they'd be screwed because no place would have people like more than five people in the same building. (laughs) Like I could see the demon like cashing up and being like, "Shit, like we can't do this yet. We gotta wait for the seven. Yeah, Let's we break wait for... protocol. <laughs> yeah, right. Break the lockdown. That that's how you get them in. That's how you turn them into a demon. That's a good concept. Is Corona? I don't want to wait for the idea of a, a COVID a zombie movie, but I assume that'll happen. Oh soon. no! A uh, full moon did one within like three days of the start of lockdown, which I'm sure was just some crappy zombie movie they sat on and they added the word Corona to it. Corona to it. That's not surprising. I I would. Eh, would I watch? Should I watch it? I'm not. No, okay. the long are the days where they made competent movies that were worth a watch. Yeah, that's true. Here's right, late on. This is something I do want to see with future things because obviously at the end, you have the new keeper, you have the bus, as we discussed. I want to get into the past, and it's mainly because I want to see more Billy Zane. Clearly, this is not the first time these two had seen each other in the beginning of this movie. He was on a chase on the highway with Billy Zane. I want to know what happened before that. Main reason being, I want to see more Billy Zane. But where did they come from? Because they were chasing each other through the desert. So he had that, the seventh place happened. So where was the sixth place? And is this it? Here's the thing Is this demon always chasing him to all seven places? Because if so, then let's have six more movies of Billy Zane in him. 
are the stars considered encounters? I always thought it was more of like a doomsday clock. Although, you know, after the bus stop at the end, she does get the... No, I thought she got the first as something as she was just moving along. I, I'd have to rewatch the end of it. To me, it always seemed like just like the countdown of inevitability. I um, think I thought it was if you were in the right place, that's when the star aligned. Because uh, when he went, walked well, the seven, into the... Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. So the other ones were in line, though. So obviously, I, I, in my I just opinion, thought it was like a long-term countdown. I think you know, if you make it to where it's each encounter, they have, yeah. So like, I'm not huge on prequels to movies in general, especially stuff where it's like, yeah, we didn't need any of that fleshed out. I would love to see that fleshed out because one of the things, one of the strong points, especially if you made this shortly after making demon night like i don't know when you're proposing this got made that's another one of those things to kind of throw out there but there's always so much weight in william sadler's face yes i i do think you could find out where that got added sacrifices he had made probably times where he wasn't a good guy Mm -hmm. to protect the rest of the world and consequences that happen and stuff like that and yeah any any sneaking in of more billy zane in that character, do it. I mean, all I would for do it, it today. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it just seems because I don't. My understanding was because when he, like I said, when he walked into the hotel that used to be a church, by the way, it did used to be a church, which I think is was the whole concept of okay, this is why it's happening here. Is when he walked in, that is when it lined up. So and he's like, this is the place I need to be, or something like that. So yeah. I always thought that, like, okay, it lined up when it's like, okay, this is when the attack is going to happen. It does, it, but I didn't think of the stars as individual encounters. I didn't think of it as they ran into each other six other times. Mm-hmm. I just thought of it as that's that's almost like his hourglass True. towards the handoff. But your idea makes sense. I'd have to watch the end when, because her, you know, Jada's hand has the first star tick off. I thought it happened before she bumps into the new hunter. Um, I thought it was before the bus part, but maybe it's at the, after like the bus stops. I I think it was, um, so she got the stars obviously on her palm. And then I, I don't remember if she, I think one ticks off right there. Does it? Okay. So when it ticks off, I think that's why she did the, the portal thing that we talked about. So I think, I I don't don't think it's before the bus starts. Yeah. We will have to talk about on the side, but I mean, either way, like you can have, they obviously met and been in places where violence happened and, and things I want have that. happened. Yeah. I just want more Bill. I, I think it's really just me wanting more Billy Zane where I'm like, okay. And I, I, it's hard to even think about another demon night without Billy Zane. So my hope would be that even though his demon died, one of the demons just turns into him and he's just the main character the whole time. Well, or I have Billy a movie Zane for you. Okay, here we go. If you've, if you've got yours kind of worked through. I did. Uh, it, it's more specific encounters to call out or anything that you want to see. It was more just wanting to see it. And um, I would love to see where they were before, because like you said, when the bus was driving away, I was just pure desert. So where the yeah. hell were they coming from? So that's, that's more well, like, you know, the part when it, everything starts to go, Hey, you know, sideways in the, in the old church, you know, the head punch, the throw in somebody, stuff like that in other places would be great. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even though we don't have our final standoff, there would be cool stuff to do. Um, I could see it. So, <laughs> your old pal, the Crypt Keeper's back with a street wool. I call this one Final Night. Uh-oh. So, 
So we have this is made relatively current day. Okay. We have Jada Pinkett Smith at her current age, and you know, she doesn't age too much, but she's obviously been doing this for a while. And I think you open with her killing one of the chasers, one of the, you know, one of the hunters. Okay. And then I say you have her doing some form of trophy or some kind of notation on her body, some way to represent she's, this isn't her first time she's won and kept going. Mm -hmm. So we establish a, she's a badass at this and two, it's been going for a while. And so I think this is where I want it to happen. I've never been there and maybe there's a better spot, but I think we head down to Tijuana is where okay. we pick up. It. Makes sense actually. Yeah. And you know, she's in the back of a bar where maybe it's kind of, again, a, a nice like old building that's been used for something else, but we talked about wrestling and I think you have a luchador ring in the middle there and there's action happening in that. The show kind of ends. And well, before the show kind of ends, I think you cut to somewhere outside of that. Like there's a road and you have what's obviously a new hunter coming in. Mm -hmm. And he just blows through some people. Maybe it's cartel, maybe whatever, but he's not stopping. And then on the other side of the border, you have somebody else doing the same thing. And you start to have this convergence and you realize there's more than one of them coming after her. And the final thing you get is you see this hand with stars on it. It's the opposite hand and the stars align to a pentagram and it zooms up and it's Billy Zane. Yes. I'm in just with that. You could have just my concept. This is it. This is, uh, these are, there's one of these is like the current new hunter. Other ones are ones from time from different periods, kind of reanimated. Mm -hmm. um, and this, this is it. Like we talked about in demon night in the movie, they talk about like, if this is it, it's game over. The darkness wins. This is the play. And so I think in, I think in the uh, location in Tijuana, and I know it's easy to say a place with the luchador ring and stuff. Maybe it's this real cool bar that happens to have bar fights in it. Whatever. Like from um, uh, X-Men Part 1. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I think, I think, here's some of the characters I think you have in there. I think you have an, an older American guy who's down there to get dentures. <laughs> I think you have your luchador. Me. I think you have your bartender who we're just going to pull from... Rodriguez's playbook, and it's gonna be Danny Trejo. Uh, <laughs> you think you have the? I think you have a kid. You have Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, you've got a pregnant lady who I uh, had to look up her name, but I really liked uh, Martha Higarita from uh, Culture Shock on the uh, Into the Dark on Hulu. Um, she was good because I'm gonna get to why. And then I think you bring in. Uh, I think we grab Emma and Gemma from Host to be like Spring Break girls in there. They're not making it to the final seven, but that's a cameo. You know, they're just it. down there in Mexico. Because you remember, there's people that die before we get to our seven. Yes. The other people I talked about are my seven. And then on the demon side, as they're converging on this place, we know it's Zane's the last one to show up. I thought about a couple other ideas. 
Um, and I wanted to get people from around the world because obviously the key moves around the world. So you mm -hmm. would have different different people. And I'm thinking, I like Sophia Butella, who was the uh, Blade, the, the the Blade Runner lady from um, Kingsman. She was also in uh, like Star Trek Three. She can move. She's gorgeous. You know, she just she's lethal. Did you okay. ever see Kingsman? I have not, but I've wanted to. Oh man. Well, there's a there's an assassin with blades for legs. Like it was they were gonna That's use cool. the guy that was the Olympic athlete, and then they said they this came up. They were like, Yeah, we don't buy him as a killer. Well, fun fact. Like you you should. Um <laughs> I wanna get I I don't know his name. I could look it up. The scarf guy from Last Train to Busan. Um, I think he would be a cool killer. You need to see Last Train. I to haven't Busan. seen that one now. Oh my god. I know. I've that, that's the every every time I bring it. There's a lot of movies where I bring it up, and they're like, "Why are you watching Children of the Corn sequels right now?" It's like, eh. I mean, Busan's well worth your time. I, mm -hmm. And I think the guy that you get that's your current killer, the one where you know something's up. Give me Banderas. Give me Antonio Banderas. Fine. Um, and then one of the other ones I had is give me Timothy Oliphant, and have him basically play off of Billy Zane like they are brothers. Oh my Not god. Not just co-workers, but Oliphant and Zane as brothers in this group. Be great. Um, yeah. Uh so what a what a team of sexy people too. <laughs> right? I mean, just those two alone. Oh my god. But yes. I'm also thinking because I, I need to because I keep going back and forth on a couple of them, but I, I think uh like maybe Guillermo from uh what we do in the shadows. I can't think of the actor's name off the top of my head. Um, He's the tall one, up. like the main one, right? Huh, no, the, uh, the assistant, the familiar. Um, the, seen... I'm talking about the TV series. Oh, I haven't seen the TV series yet. I've seen Dude, the movie. It's Love so it. good. Um, uh, Harvey Guillen. Okay. Um, I think he would be fun. Cause I want to, I don't want them to all have the same badass personality. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, but they converge and obviously like, okay. So the thing that happens with Jada Pinkett Smith is not only do the stars align for her, her hand just lights on fire and she wow. knows this is different. Like mm -hmm. something else is going on and she starts sealing up the place. They show up, um, she realizes so like the first demon comes in and like you know the little like the demon assistant things mm -hmm. and it makes it halfway before the door kills it and kind of flickers and she realizes the reason why they're all here is at this point with all the uses all the refills the blood has nothing left like it's done like so this is the stand of all stands Mm -hmm. Um, you know, stuff and oh, one of the other the the one of the survivor people I was gonna loop back on, give me somebody like Blue Demon Jr. Give me the classic luchador fighting evil like El Santo and Blue Demon used to do in the 50s and stuff. Mm -hmm. I think you get I think you go with like Blue Demon Jr. helping like that's one of your seven. Uh so I think Luchador, old American white dude, spunky kid, Jada Pinkett Smith, pregnant lady, um, Oh yeah, the oh did I say who the the denture guy was? No, who? Tom Atkins. 
Yes. Yeah. That's fine. Because you've got to, like, look at what Demon Knight did. It paid homage to people that have been in those types of things. Mm-hmm. There was really good character actors brought in in different spots. So I was trying to fill, like, a position like that. So anyway, at some point, Luchador fight. At some point, lots of battle. You know, you've got to have all your temptation and the different, you know, demons do, you know, separate the survivors in different ways. There's all sorts of cool stuff. I want, I think I want Gigi Saul Guerrero directing this um, because we're going to do it in Mexico because uh, I don't know if you ever saw the short El Gigante. Um, you yes. know, she did culture shock, stuff like that. I think the, the budget level, the grime level, but with the comedy stuff she showed in culture shock, I think she's got the right balance for it. And I mm-hmm. think she's got the, the eye for it. I think she's the perfect person for this. So all this is leading up to, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith, somehow, Hail Mary, everything comes together. They win again. All that's left is this pregnant lady and the baby is born. And let's say maybe early, you know, like it, like it wasn't supposed to be coming along or something like that. Maybe she got pregnant at the start of the night and it goes through the whole thing. I'm not sure exactly how this works. Like Bride of um, Maybe. <laughs> but, you know, like everything blows up, blood everywhere, whatever. And uh, someone comes walking into the bar and just goes, Jesus Christ. And she's holding a baby and she looks down at it and she's like, see. Because we've had, we have to like, basically the the world has to reset Cause like mm-hmm. the thing that kept the demons at bay for all that time was like blood of Christ and it's out and it's done. So like there's some kind of, yeah, I'm going to say she wasn't pregnant at the beginning of the night. And then she is, um, demaculate conception. There you go. Well, so, <laughs> so, so somehow we have, we realize this play is going to, you know, yes. recycle itself. We don't need a third, but you get the little crypt keeper outro and he go, you know, something to the effect of realizing that, you know, maybe things work out in the end, or maybe it was an anticlimactic ending. You know, we don't know if it's Cristo or anti-Cristo, and that's how we're like leaving it out. So like the perfect, like not everybody, maybe maybe it not it maybe it's not as a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Definitely a Tales from the Crypt movie. And I want to see it. I like I said. You put Billy Zane in any movie at this point, I'll see it. But if you put him in a Billy Zane movie with Tim Oliphant, too, I'm <laughs> in theaters, like buying a pre ticket, like I will show up two years beforehand and be like, I want to buy a ticket for this. So as as brother demons. And, I know. you know, like that. If you threw Matthew Lillard in there, it would be the perfect movie. Only because that's two people from Scream, which I thought was going to be this whole episode. I was ready for that. But yes. Uh, yeah, Lillard could definitely fit into this movie well. Um, I don't know where, but I certainly wouldn't tell him no. <laughs> I'm not going to tell him no, because he's it's Matthew Lillard. 13 Ghosts, for Christ's sake. I did yeah, like that. Yeah, I that was... idea too. Huh? I do like your idea. I think that was really good. I think I... Um, the ending is perfect for like the Tales from the Crypt, where he gives you that, well, we don't know kind of thing. Maybe this ending was a little anticlimactic. <laughs> It could turn into Joshua from Children of the Corn 3, Urban Harvest. I had to do it. I'm, I don't know why I'm obsessed with those movies, but I'm, I'm so... I, I love to say that I'm pumped, but I'm also not pumped because I know where it's going to lead me to. 
because I know how bad those movies get. But yes, again, I am going through the Children of the Corn sequels, which I do like the first few. But then after that, it gets very repetitive and then very boring. So, but yes, very good. Uh, Demon Knight is another one. Again, if you haven't watched it, we did try our best not to spoil it. Is definitely one everybody should see. It is not streaming right now, to the best of my knowledge. I have that on DVD, so I don't think it is. It was at one point. I'm not too sure about now. I'll, I'll check real quick while we're still talking. I I have the Shop Factory Blue, and I also bought it on Voodoo at some point just to have the I don't want to get off the couch copy. I understand. Um, I, get ex- I get excited when things come streaming, and I'm like, oh, I don't have to go get my DVD now. Even though I'm sure they think something. Yes, exactly. Joe Bob talked all about it. It's better to have physical media, which is why I bought Valentine on Blu-ray, the Shout Factory Blu-ray of Valentine, which... Have you seen that one? Not yet. I'm holding it for Valentine's. I own it now. I have it. You know, I hadn't seen Urban Legend until a couple months ago. And as soon as I finished it, I said, okay, what what else did this guy do? Because I like that. And then I see that he had, I remember when Valentine came out again, that was in a time period where I didn't appreciate. I I just wasn't in the mood um, Mm -hmm. for a lot of those. Like if it, I didn't have friends that were like, this looks bad. Let's go see it, you know, to where it would be fun. But it's Denise Richards in a Valentine's themed horror movie. That's my alley. So So I'm in. It's Catherine Heigl's in it for a second. And she's great in it too. Um, it's good. It's what I will say about it is this came at the end of a scream era of horror where pretty much every horror that came out in theaters was ripped off of scream. And it's a mass killer killers, whatever it was at that time, because obviously scream is killers. It is fun. And it got very no soul because it came out at the wrong time. I think if it had came out like two years before, maybe when, Scream was still kind of relevant because at this point it was getting to um, this was after Scream 2 I was in I was in high school so yeah, this was after Scream 3 even so Scream had been dead at this point and this is when it was moving on to bigger and other genres that they just took advantage of like uh, like Saw that became a whole thing but it it is it is definitely fun it's not it's not the best movie in the world but it is definitely very fun uh, the the mask is great. The costume, like the costume, is great. The story is funny, and that the people Denise Richards is pretty funny, especially when she's pretending to eat cereal in one scene that you'll see. It's great. So, and focus on that when she's eating cereal. Like just focus and say, like Casey told me to look at the spoon. Look at the spoon. <laughs> it's great. Mm-hmm. And all the Valentine movies that are coming up, and I don't know if we're going to talk about it. I'm sure we probably could. Just do a Valentine's episode, but all the Valentine's movies are, are really, really fun. Uh, I got to try and find my boyfriend's back. That was listed as a Valentine's Day movie. And I was like, oh, I love that movie. Mm. Yeah, the problem is going to be I'm going to want to like see what what Joe Bob puts up for <clears throat> for Valentine's. Like, I mean, it's if it's a fun movie, it's not a problem to watch it twice. But with the amount that I get to what like sit down and watch movies these days, I try not to double up in the same month or something uh my boyfriend's back if you have a library card it's on hoopla um but yeah it's not exactly available either so i 
I kind of want to, you know, see what happens. I don't think there's any risk of watching Valentine ahead of it. I don't. I'm hoping because yes. I want that movie to get the respect it deserves. It's I mean, good. that'd be great. It, uh, it deserved a sequel. It deserved a franchise, and it didn't get it. I, I just, have I don't they think gotten the rights to any stuff within that kind of thing. Like, doubt it. Uh, I, I'm just trying to think of other stuff they show. Whenever something hits, like. Vinegar syndrome or arrow, it seems, or maybe not arrow, but there's a couple of the labels that when you see releases come in, it seems like Shutter also gets a hold of something from it. Mm. But I don't think a lot of the Shout Factory stuff had some of it, maybe 50 50. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he hasn't done a Valentine's Day episode, has he? This is his first. Uh, you know, I can't say for the TNT days. The t- yeah, not, not the Monster Vision, but the Shutter. Not during Shutter. No. Okay. So I, I'm. My thing, I'm pretty sure they're going to show my bloody Valentine, the original. That's one of those. I agree. Show it. And I'm happy because that's one I watch all the time anyway. So it's, it's good, especially because I was going to, my, my Valentine's day always consists of my bloody Valentine and then the remake and then Valentine. And so if he gets my bloody Valentine out of the way, then that just leaves me two movies, which is good. Yeah. So very excited for Joe Bob, actually. Uh, I do want to say one thing to you, sir. You need to put some respect on Terror Train. I listened to that episode and you guys buried it. I don't think I buried it. You did it, but so they did. We have, so on the Lost Remote podcast, we have a rating system. And we're only considering movies that we've covered so far. So after one episode, that was the best movie we'd ever seen. And Terror Train, out of the movies we had seen, I think was rightfully put at the bottom of those movies. Of those, okay. I... Yeah. I think it's one that has some interesting stuff, but it doesn't really ever give you the goods. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also, like I, like I pointed out in there, it all takes place on the train, which is great. You're promising me a train, and I get a train. But it feels like the same three rooms over and over again. And so it just felt way longer than it was. Mm-hmm. And the, the Copperfield stuff is just a treat. There's, there's stuff to enjoy there. But as a, oh man, I definitely want to see Terror Train again, which is how I judge a lot of things. <laughs> eh, it wasn't really hitting me in that in that bit. So it's one that I think definitely could be remade. Um, yeah, I'm surprised it hasn't actually. I remember you guys brought that up. Uh, I would definitely choose Prom Night over Terror Train any day, but I do enjoy yeah. Terror Train for the most part. Prom Night got remade and it wasn't good. So let's see how remakes go. You never know. <laughs> It's true. Uh, so that's pretty much wrapping it up for me. Uh, you have anything else? Any more stories? Anything for Demon Knight besides other than it being great and Billy Zane being oh, sexy? Just love talking about this movie. I, you know, I would love other people's thoughts for sure to see some replies on their things. It just, man, I, I, I know of groundbreaking and as far as like this is just a damn good movie. Mm-hmm. Screams what the the king of the nineties? Yes, obviously, right? Um, uh, New nightmares really good. Uh, Event horizons really terrifying. But man, I guess I, I mean I'd have to look at the nineties again. But I think Demon Knight's got to be my number two. Demon Knight uh, is very very good, and it it's funny because you said like with Scream ruled the nineties. Was it? When did Demon Knight come out? I want to say 95 or 90. So it's, I'll look is it this up ad- now. 
post scream because if it's post scream, it did a great job of taking everybody's attention away from that kind of sub genre because that, like I said, that took over. Demonites ninety five. Ninety five. So yeah, it was around the same time. So, I nothing but respect to Demon Knight. Um, it took people away from all the the mass killer and this and this, and it it, it was yeah. opening up that. In a sense, not it's not a B horror, but it kind of is. And I, I think it did great. And I do want to say this about Bordello of Blood. Though I love it, I do understand how they did not make another movie after that, like of another Tales from the Crypt movie, because I'm pretty sure that did not do too well at all. Yeah. Though, I again, I like it. It's funny. Corey Feldman makes a great vampire, actually. Yep. But, yes. And that church... With the Satan coming through the cross and everything, that that makes me want to be a religious man. But I don't think those exist in my <laughs> life, so it's kind of sad. Bordello Blood, definitely. If you have to choose between the two, you always go Demon Knight. That's just no no issue. But Bordello Blood, I do I do really enjoy. So, I, <laughs> like I said, they they pass by the the pipe that has all the steam. Sorry, I had Mexican for dinner. <laughs> I don't That's remember scary. that part. Oh, it's good. All the little tongue-in-cheek jokes. This is the this is the craziest fucking thing I've ever seen. This is the craziest, the second craziest fucking thing I've ever seen. Because <laughs> he sees the vampire. <laughs> so good. But that's gonna wrap up everything for me. Um, anything else you'd like to add on before we say our goodbyes? And I enjoy my dinner because I do not get to eat around my kids. So no, just. Uh... You know, again, thanks for coming on the sequel journey with us. Always. Yeah, we're going to another. We're going to dive into another thing next week. We'll see. Uh, I don't know. Maybe if it's either we jump into uh, fantasy genres, certain genres and movies we could do with that. uh, Or if we watch something new and we could just review it and go back to the reviews. But always, it's always a great time to talk. Always a good time to talk online with everybody as well. Uh, everybody's joining the conversations. Uh, Felissa Rose retweeted us because I talked about how we gave nothing but love to Felissa Rose on our Sleepaway Camp episode. So hey. that's nothing but fun. Um, so yeah, what anything? What's the? You guys have the uh, Lost Remote Pod. You guys did. Did you do Slither? Not Slither. It's squirm, squirm last week. We're about yes. to, uh, by the time this airs, within a day or two, we'll be talking about Basket Case. So, Ooh, that's yeah, one of my favorites, actually. One. There's yeah. a huge, there's always that huge debate, which is better, that or brain damage, and I always choose Basket Case. Though brain damage is very good. Yeah. So, all right, so that's going to wrap it up for Arthur and myself. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. As always, we do have our Twitters that I'll leave down in the info section tweet at us give us some ideas join the polls that we do i have the i have my tiktok which is doing fun things uh my instagram which is doing fun things just having conversations everywhere so thank you guys very much and we will catch you next week 